Oh, no, I, I had a lot of fun, actually. I, I mean, it's hard to look not uncomfortable at a press at like a huge like gaming event because I, there's tons of people and you're that's, tired. That's where I thrive, actually, is in really? that environment. Yeah. Because it's like it, you just look around and it's just 10,000 friends you haven't made yet. That's true. That can't speak my language. Well, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a barrier, but friendship friendship can break through that barrier. Yeah, they also didn't appreciate me hugging them mm. whenever I would hug them. I don't well, think that, that's a cultural thing that they like. You give damp hugs, though, is the problem. Just only in the chest and armpit and rear area. Mm-hmm. And your thighs. And the thighs, true, as well as the thighs. But, you know, it's how I show how I'm feeling. This soup is fucking flavorful. Justin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name. Are you on fast forward? Those. I'm on cheetah. I'm on cheetah speed. And I'm on llama speed. My. It's real frustrating. Oh, I know the best game of the week. Uh, but my name is Phil Kohler. Is this a thing we do? I don't. What yeah, is it's this? Nice. It's nice that you've ever listened. It's nice Guys, to ever can we before we get into this? There's two things I want to say. Um, the first thing is that I'm really honored to be here. I really appreciate you guys inviting me. Um, He's I've such been a, a big fan, guys. I've been a big big fan for a long time. I've been listening to every episode. In a lot of ways, you guys are what inspire me to do the work that I do, to yeah. write the reviews that I write, to just like um, live your life, to live the life that I live. Yeah, uh, you guys really you're my muse. Um, the second thing I wanted to say before we start is, you know, maybe before we get into this, we should just take it back a little bit. Maybe maybe go back to the start and answer the question, what what is the besties? <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend. You know what? This is a good opportunity. Let's pretend. Obviously, Phil listens to every show twice, but yes. let's pretend Phil has never listened to the show and explain what we do here. Every week, we look at the hottest, latest, greatest games, and we talk about them and explore them. And investigate them and put them on and wear them and snuggle <laughs> in them together. We, there used to be many, many more rules, but we did, we discovered through a process of careful examination and thoughtful philosophical consideration that they were horse shit. And analytics. Now we, and now we, analytics. Don't, now we don't do that anymore. So, so basically, Phil, to answer your question basically every other podcast ever that you've ever listened to <laughs> just and just to clarify not really my question i knew that it's yeah, for right the, it's for the listener it's for because yeah. there might be somebody jumping in the middle and they don't know like do i need to go back to the beginning and get the yeah. story um or, you know, find out what's actually, happened so far good, a good point you mentioned that phil because you should absolutely stop listening right now and go back to the beginning because what we've essentially created is Game of Thrones, but in podcast style. And yeah. if you are not listen, you haven't been listening from the beginning. You will have no idea Literally, what is going on. There were there's probably like a two episode arc in there where if you missed it and came back, you'd be like, "What happened to all the rules? This is not the same. This is not the same radio program." Yep. It's complex. There's a lot of characters, a lot of intertwining characters, and now you guys are introducing a new one in the form mm-hmm. of me, Phil Kohler. Yeah. Right. Hi, um, Phil. Um, with Chris and Japan, you're filling in. <laughs> 
Yes, in. that's right. Oh, God. nicely done, little sir. Little joke, little joke. Uh... Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Let's talk about our first game this week, uh, which is Tomb Raider? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Phil, you did the review for Tomb Raider. How the fuck is I that? did. How's that going? I, it's, it's really good. I really like that game an awful lot, um, and I was not sure what to expect going in, which probably helps helps me like it more because I just didn't didn't know what I was getting into. Wasn't sure if it was actually going to be good, and it turns out it's awesome. Um, have you guys have you guys I'm played so... this at all? No, I I am so Griffin. I think you're the only that. one that hasn't. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't. Mean, I didn't mean to speak for the group. I just assumed that everybody else was busy playing the refreshing the SimCity server game. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Um, no, I, I haven't played it, but I'm I'm thrilled to death that it is it is good. I've been I've been very um, I've been very interested in the the teasers and the trailers and the screen grabs. It all looks it all looks phenomenal. Um, I I uh, Phil, if someone has only played old Tomb Raider games, sure. What's 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 new here? What's on tap? I only played Tomb Raider three. That's the only one I played. I like two a lot. Okay. Two and three are, are amongst the best of the old ones. Uh, the the big difference, I think, um, and you know, a lot of people have been comparing it to Uncharted. I think where that comparison comes in is it's, it's very cinematic. It's got a more realistic look to it. Um, just the style is generally a little bit more based around realism, and it looks really, really good. Also, um, but uh, the the biggest change I think from previous Tomb Raiders is there's a lot less tomb raiding. There's no. not so much like you're I not in tombs. That. I would say that there are nine tombs to raid in total. There are there are nine in total. They're pretty short though. They're all like the tombs in the game are are like basically little side missions um, that are totally optional and are just basically one room puzzles. Yeah. Um, Phil, and they're, let they're me cool. ask you something. I like them. Se- but serious question, Phil. Yeah. How many tombs have you made, and why do you feel like you are in a position to critique other people's tombs? Uh, you know, it's, it's not how many I've made, but in my life, I've raided a lot of tombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Of, he's got a lot of dead pet birds in his backyard. Does that count? <laughs> Is that technically a tomb? It should, I feel like. There's a, there's a lot of things entombed. 
in the backyard. <laughs> I feel like that's the operative verb. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think this is just a big deal for some people who really like the old style of Tomb Raider, is that um, the, the situations that you're encountering in general in, in this new Tomb Raider are a little bit less um, like crazy puzzles the way that they were in some also of the older Also fewer T-Rexes. Slightly fewer. I'd go go to say that there are no T-Rexes in this game. Well, well I to say did that. You, did you 100% the game? Uh-oh. I'm sad to admit that I Hidden did. Hidden dinos! <laughs> <laughs> I am not proud of that, but yes, I did. Um, I'll tell you what I really liked about this, and I've played, um, I don't know, call it four or five hours. Um, what I really like is how many sort of... Uh, there, there are several different, like, ga- fully functional gameplay loops in Tomb Raider. Like, there's the uh, navigating, you know, traversing the environment. There are some cinematic uh, escapes, you know, where you're trying to avoid things. There's a lot of, like, uh, almost sort of puzzle-esque, like, you know, there's a spot you need to get to, but you don't know how to get there. And uh, some gunplay and and it really it it does a really good job of circulating between these loops and they're so enjoyable and it circulates so well that like i found myself sort of wanting you know looking forward to the next time it would switch because i would you know i would be playing the uh you know a traversal for a while and think oh man i'm itching for for a gunfight and then does it do that a little bit better than uncharted because as much as i love the uncharted franchise so many of the gunfights, even in Uncharted 2, which I think is still the best one, so many of those gunfights and so many of those traversal segments get so long in the tooth. Like, yeah, the 10-minute-long gun battles like just become a, 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 a war of attrition at some point. Yeah, I was actually going to, to mention here to, to throw in, I specifically think Tomb Raider does it better than the Uncharted games. Um, the the Like Justin said, it's always these sections last just long enough that you're enjoying them, but they don't get, uh, it doesn't get to be too much. And that goes for, for the, the platforming sections. And I think it goes for the gunplay sections as well is there's always like, there's enough length and you're fighting through enough enemies and there's enough going on, um, enough variances on the, the layout and the situation that, uh, it keeps you engaged with it. Um, but then it doesn't hold you for too long and then gives you something different to do. Yeah. The other thing I like about it is that it, it, the climbing, which was never a thing that I really thought about before, um, now that I think about Uncharted, the climbing always felt weirdly automatic. Like you just hit X a bunch, and he would like monkey hop his way up a cliff. And for whatever reason, the climbing in Tomb Raider feels a little more uh, like visceral and obvious. Like you feel like you have more control over it. And a lot of that's the animation. A lot of that's like button cues where like if you miss a jump, you have to quickly, quickly hit X to like grab onto the ledge. Um, uh, one thing yeah. that I mentioned in the review that's sort of building off that, and I, I agree with your point there, is um, like Lara doesn't magnetize to ledges the way that some some platformers nowadays kind of like um, in order to make platforming in a game easier, the character just kind of will magnetize to a ledge when you're close enough. Um, I feel like the game has a little bit more confidence in its its control and in its players than to do that. And also um, there are little, like like you said, the animation. Um, the animation specifically doesn't take priority over the movement. So you can like have Laura jump and then you still have control over her in midair. So even though it doesn't look realistic and it, maybe the animation doesn't 
look perfect, um, you're able to change her direction in midair, and it, it, like you said, it makes you feel a lot more in control of the platforming. And it makes, yeah. you, I think it opens you up to experimentation a lot, too, because way more than in an Uncharted game, I would look at a ledge a long way away and think, I'm, I don't know, maybe I can make this jump. Laura's got crazy, crazy hops. I bet I can make it. And that kind of experimentation is encouraged rather than like in a game like Uncharted, if you missed a jump like that, a lot of times you'd feel like, ugh, you know, I, I'm being penalized and I've got to go all the way back and start all of that uh, over. And I also, speaking of comparing these two, I think that the, uh, I, I think that the, the, there's a lot more flexibility with different routes you can take to the same objective um, mm-hmm. It never feels handholdy in Tomb Raider. A lot. It feels very much like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this would work. I'm going to give it a shot. And um, in Uncharted games, it it, it re- often feels like there is a path you take to get to the thing. I'm surprised to hear you say that because all that I've seen from the game is like Laura creeping along a narrow cliff path. Like it could it could not seem more linear from the way that they've advertised it. No, the, yeah, and that the way. Uh, the way it works, the way they lay out the game is uh, it's sort of like it's not quite hub and spoke because you're not really you're usually going in like what is essentially a giant circle. But throughout that circle, there'll be more linear sections uh, and then there'll be like huge open wide open spaces that will have like tons of collectibles and uh, like alternate ways to go. And more often than not, it feels like you're in those wide open spaces rather than in um the more narrow linear areas i think uh, it, maybe i just thought that because they put such an emphasis on like metroidvania style gear gating does that ever right. get does that ever get annoying because like even in like, kind of two minute long trailers they've shown off they're like you can't get to this area till you get the flaming rope and it's like yeah oh, fuck i kind of love that stuff i guess I, I don't know if i'm alone on that but i like love the metroidvania symphony of the night format of uh you know getting new gear to access other things it's not as extreme as you think like most of the stuff that you could go back and get is totally optional uh it's it's rare that you're like going back to an area just because you got some new equipment um honestly i would have liked to see more of it because it does feel like once you know you're just progressing relatively linear through these different maps and you can go back but it really isn't necessary Unless you're really uh, scouring the, on your first playthrough, you're right. going to miss a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So there's there's usually enough reason to go back and sort of go through an area. I, my problem with the, Met, the the Metroidvania aspect of it was I don't think that... And boy, by the way, that is a dumb word. So if anybody can maybe come up with something better... <coughs> my big Non-linear action-adventure... Puzzle dynamics. Except, I mean, it is, it is super linear. No. Like it, saying you can't go through this. I I mean I guess not by the very definition of the word, but it's not as know, linear as like Uncharted. No, it's yeah. not, not like even like levels. Good. Like you can travel back at any point and right go through an area again and just you know discover new paths to go. Um, but it's not Skyrim either. Like no, no, no. I, it's it's in between those two. Uh, my problem actually is that I thought it didn't do a good enough job of, or at least so far hasn't done a good job of communicating like. Uh, when you can, when there is another path that you could go on. Um, a, a lot of times I would find myself going back to an area thinking like, okay, I got rope arrows now, so I'm going to go back and see what I can do there. Um, and I'd find myself sort of struggling to get to a point and realize that I what I'd actually done is gone backwards, like the way I came into it. 
Um, so the path is sometimes unclear uh, when you're when you're at least for me when you're. It's a map. No, no, no. Not, I don't. I don't just mean that. Well, the map's very circular, and there's like there's obviously verticality to consider. So a lot of times it's not really clear how you get from A to B. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes like you'll find yourself trying to get to an area with one one of your new collectibles or whatever, trying to get to an area that you will actually just naturally come to later. Um, but you, but I would I found myself struggling for like twenty minutes trying to get to a place because I thought there would have to be some way to figure out how to get to this spot. And as it turned out, I just needed to keep playing, and I I, I ended up there. Just sort of by happenstance. Yeah. Uh, one one thing that uh that Crystal Dynamics and, and Square Enix has kind of pushed with the game uh, is that you know there it's a reboot for Tomb Raider, and it's kind of a, a new origin story explaining how how Lara Croft becomes the crazy adventurer that she is. Um, how do you guys feel about the the way the story is handled? Okay, I this is actually one thing I feel very strongly about, and. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it per se, but I am going to say, so when the game started, I mean, we were talking earlier about like, oh, it's more realistic, the look of it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, oh, there's this cool island. Maybe this is going to be the story of Lost that Lost wasn't. Like Lost, sorry, ended up copping out and was essentially like, oh, it's magic. You just and didn't I was get co- it. Didn't get it, Ross. Oh, really? The polar bear was his dad. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, well, okay. He was, when he was when ha- you go back and watch it from the beginning with that in mind, the polar bear being his dad, it makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I apologize. Second, then. Have you tried a second run through yet with the polar bear dad theory firmly in mind? Uh, I'm going to now, but I, so I apologize, Damian Cruz and Damon Lindelof. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I do want to say for Tomb Raider, I was kind of hoping that it would follow that method of like a polar bear dad method yeah. no a more realistic like grounded we could sort of maybe quasi explain what's going on with science uh and that goes out the window pretty damn fast uh i wouldn't i would say so i wouldn't say it goes out the window fast i think uh within I, the first five hours i think they what okay i i agree you see with monsters you. <laughs> Yeah, kind kind of. Uh, I agree with you that there are like definitely like supernatural elements, and that I would have been pretty happy if those hadn't been in the game at all. But I do like that the game does a a very good job of until the last act, keeping those very much in the background and like hinting at them, but never fully giving in to like letting you know what's happening yeah but that's uncharted's mo like uncharted does that for every game where it's like all realistic realistic and then at the end deus ex machina it's a magic turtle that knows how to travel through time but uncharted yeah that was a weird plot twist for that last (laughs) uncharted game uh but uncharted i think the difference with with uncharted is just that uh they don't do build up the way that tomb raider does they don't like tomb raider spends a lot of time building the atmosphere and like just dropping these little subtle hints of like there's something creepy and um uh paranormal going on here but you don't quite get a sense of what it is whereas uncharted i feel like it's more of like like you said it's it's totally normal totally normal totally normal bam supernatural yeah yeah i i would i would say it does do that better to the point where i was actually interested in the story and like listening to all the collectible books and stuff but uh i was just sort of let down 
at the totally. end. One time I was working at uh, I worked at Blockbuster for nine months twice, and I was <laughs> uh, I was working the register, and this old old woman comes up to the counter with the VHS copy of Hush. I don't know if you remember this film with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and somebody else, Jessica Captain, Tandy. Captain Will Smith? Zeta? Is that the Will Smith movie? No, no, Where no, he's like a dating expert? That's, that's Hush. Um, oh. <laughs> so this is Hush, uh, and this woman brings the tape up to me, and she says, excuse me. I say, uh, yes, ma'am. She says, I was hoping you could tell me if this movie has a supernatural ending. <laughs> I want to party with her, <laughs> and that's like I I just love this the idea that this woman like last night she watched a movie where it was like oh ghosts again, I'm through with this. I need to know up front if I'm going to get into some supernatural shenanigans. Were you able to tell her? No, I said it's two ninety nine. Rent it and let me know, <laughs> <laughs> so I can so I can go forth and let the masses know. Yeah. I'll uh, pass that let one Let me along. bless and multiply this knowledge. <laughs> I said, just wait. This is Blockbuster, so just stand there for a second, and this place will close. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we've spent a lot of time talking about the 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 single player portion of Tomb Raider, but we should probably spend some time with what really matters. What do, you, what do you guys think about that multiplayer? Can you do um, it in like three minutes? Unlike anyone who bought the game, let's spend some time on multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually played. Uh, a good hour of it and it's just, it's not terrible like i've played far worse multiplayer modes it's just so clearly multiple steps down from the quality of the single player that's that's the thing that's depressing about it to me yeah is it's it's not even bad it's just it's just it's average. like a, a seven a six or a seven multiplayer mode tied into a nine a campaign yeah it's just it's weird what's, and what's it, crazy to me is how many reviews i saw of people saying I feel like we've had this argument so many times saying like shitty multiplayer drags down Tomb Raider and it's like I don't I don't know that I can yeah. I don't know it's so like you got me. a car for your birthday and then the, the car had shitty mats at the bottom to protect your feet and then you give ne- the car a negative review because of it I, I understand if you're like if if you're evaluating the product at large saying there are parts of this product that are deficient. I just don't. I don't think that that should be the the thesis of the whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I mean. I mean. I, I guess. Like speaking from from my review perspective, my perspective of writing the the Tomb Raider review and working in the review section on Polygon, uh, I specifically talked to Arthur about it. We made. I just did a sidebar on multiplayer because it didn't really uh, play into my overall opinions very much. And I sort of asked Arthur, like, the multiplayer isn't great. It doesn't, it doesn't really add anything, but it doesn't take anything away from the game. You know, should that affect the overall, you know, the overall score or the overall tone of the review very much? And we came to the kind of decision that it shouldn't. It just seems like I, think, I think that there can be cases where it is so bad that it, it would do that. But I think, yeah, it, I think nine times out of ten, whenever you shoehorn, like Dead Space 2, whenever you shoehorn a multiplayer thing in, it's just kind of benign. It just kind of it just kind of sits there, you know. Doesn't yeah. It, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. This episode of the Best Leads is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house. 
but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Sweet. What? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Oh my God! What could that be? It's weird because most my of the phone time, is ringing. The ringtones don't usually go one that transitions into the other. Okay. <laughs> Guys, my phone is ringing. Uh, I'm gonna pick this up and try to patch it in and see who it is. Hold All on. Right. Sure. All right, what's this then? I forget. What we have here? We got a podcast. We're talking about Tomb Raider, are we? Which one is, is this? It, is this a new one? Uh, I dare say you're talking about my sister, are you? No, I... Oh, no. Who are you? Oh, what? (laughs) You're talking about Lara Croft? I demand to know who you are. (laughs) My name is Nigel. Nigel Croft. Nigel Chester Croft. Nigel Nigel Chester Croft? Is that correct? Yes. I am an IT manager in Leicestershire. England, UK, and I don't appreciate. No, is now England, UK? On. Is that in Australia, or what is the story there? No, it, it's <coughs> it's in Eng- England, America, uh, England, UK. Okay, okay. 
I don't appreciate all this attention being placed on my sister when I should be the real star. I'm busting my buns every day trying to get my company's computers working. All she's doing, she's gallivanting on yachts, cruises. She's yeah. lighting stuff on fire like she's cock of the walk. Well, Nigel, not, I not. reinstalled Windows 7 the other day. It took three hours. Yeah, that's a bitch. <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, let me just ask you, though. It's all about, it's all in this industry, in this biz, it's all about who you know, you know? Are I you, know it just, Dave from HR. He uh, hired me. Who but, else do I need to know? I mean, somebody in the games biz would be would be ideal. Maybe a producer. Whoa, whoa that oh, those Minesweeper guys, right? <laughs> I don't know, Nigel. Nigel they I have that pinball have... game, the Space Cadet pinball game. I know that. I installed that on every computer. <laughs> I don't. I honestly can don't paint... appreciate. Nigel, Nigel, can you confirm? Just confirm a suspicion for me, real quick. Please yep. list all the video games you know. Okay, I know Minesweeper. Got it, dig. I know Space Cadet space, Pinball. Space Cadet Pinball, dig. I know uh, there's this card game called Solitaire, but they have like a digital version. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I can I posture a guess? Sure. Maybe Ski Free. <laughs> Ski. Oh, the one with the snowman and he eats you. It's a yeah. They don't have that anymore. That's that was on the older computers. Hmm. And yeah, though that's pretty much it. Okay. Paint me, paint me a brain picture, and, and do it quick, because I think you might have actually killed Phil. Um, I'm dead. What if we if if I worked my magic and got you in contact with the people you need to be in contact with to really make it Dave big in this industry? Dave from HR. What would a Nigel Nigel Hirsch Croft. Croft Chester Croft um, Chester. What what would that game be like? Give me give me a sliver of the gameplay loop. It's not. I'm not looking to make games. I just want a little attention for what I'm doing up here. Okay. And you thought because that honestly, would this would this office even be running? Would they be selling cans and and other doodads, whatever they do? I don't really know. But would they be running without my day to day efforts? Whereas Lara goes off on a yacht and burns a bunch of bags in nets, and suddenly she's a bloody hero. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, Nigel. Nigel, it must be really difficult for you. It is a daily trial. Daily trial. I can sympathize with that. So is the, the twist ending of the podcast going to be that Nigel Nigel works at EA's server farm? <laughs> <laughs> that was you know what? A new place for me to work. Because I'm, I'm open pretty much anything. I, Nigel, that, Nigel, I'm, they need your help. I'm starting to detect that you do not have much loyalty for the company uh, in which you are employed. Well, let me ask you something. How many IT managers have any loyalty for the company they are employed by? I don't know. I guess that's, that's a good, good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a fair point. Hell I just want some attention, and if it means getting out there, I don't know, putting myself in one of these Space Cadet Ski Free games, mm -hmm. just... Just let me know. Like, I'm good at a bunch of things. But especially good at checking your email and seeing if you've said anything 
untoward. Listen, Nigel, Nigel, uh, Nigel, Nigel, Chester Croft, thank you so much for joining us. It is very It is such my a pleasure. pleasure. Spread the word. Nigel should be known throughout the earth. Y you just want us to say your name a bunch to people we know. Nigel, Nigel, Chester Croft, yes. Okay. Fantastic. Pretty, Nigel, pretty thank easy to remember. Nigel, thank thanks you, so much. Please put uh, Lopes, Russ back on the I should say. Please put Russ back on the phone. Hey, guys. Is that the. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, I piped him in, so piped I couldn't really talk. All right, good. Now, I edit this show. Is there any sort of special technical considerations I need to know for that? I don't know if we're set up to record directly from a piped in iPhone. I hope it worked out. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's just going to be four minutes of absolute silence. Speaking of things okay. not working out, how's SimCity? <laughs> I, have, uh, I I got in like yeah, a good uh, good like thirty minutes this morning on a server that wasn't my server. So and then, and then what happened? Well, and then I I came into work. But, oh, you came into work, but it probably would have yes. kicked off eventually. Oh my That's, god, yes. Why don't we uh, paint a picture for people that haven't actually played the game at all? I I'm one of those people because I have a Mac and it's not out okay. on Mac. Yeah. I guess well, it's not here, really out on PC now either. Every but, There has been no shortage of shittiness about this game on the internet in the past few days and well-deserved. Let's let's chat about, like, how, Justin, have you played any of it? I've gotten, like, I've maybe played an hour. I went through the tutorial mm. and then I goofed around with the... The, that town I built next to yours. I would say I've gotten maybe four hours into it, but in like three different cities because you have to keep changing service. Phil, have you played it at all? Uh, no, I, I've watched my girlfriend go through the tutorial and then uh, she has been unwilling to touch it since then for fear that the servers will mess up and not save progress on her city. So as much as I've, I've played, you know, maybe four, four, five hours here and there um and while like my issues have been not being able to get on not being booted and losing progress although i know that is a huge issue for people um and i don't know i feel like i'm not ready to like give any kind of final word about it because i really haven't messed around with the regional features so the, the big thing in this sim city is your you can um communicate in a number of different ways with neighboring cities which can either be run by yourself or by other players so for instance if justin and i have neighboring cities he can send you know students into my city i can send him resources so on and so forth um, well I, before you get before we get too deep into it because uh, i'm already a little bit confused okay so w the way i was picturing the whole always on online thing was akin to diablo 3 because that seems to be like they were sort of people were thinking of them the same way. S but w the second you start talking about servers, my brain gets a little fluey. Because okay, so here's the thing: in order to play the game, in order to build a region, uh, think of a region as like the hub in which all of the cities, like constituent cities, sit that okay. players can control, and it can be up to like 16 cities in a single region. You build that region first off on a server, and right now there are servers like you know. North America East 1, North America East 2, North America West 1, then a couple for Europe and one for the Oceanic region. Um, and if your server is down, you cannot access that region or the city in that region. Like, one of the big fixes that EA has said is just change change servers and pick up a new... They're basically saying fucking start over, which is, like, crazy town. Anyway, sorry, we're veering into negativity. Um, I, I, I had a hard time sort of understanding this, so I think it's good that you're explaining it. Yeah. 
Um, and so essentially when you start a region that's like you're the place you're supposed to invite your buddies to be like, start your cities here. Yeah. And then the region has a number of spots, like a number of vacant spots where you can place cities and each lot has, you know, a certain number of resources associated with it. Like maybe this spot is rich in coal, but there's no wind coming through. So if you want wind power, then um, then you're out of luck. So you got to like find the place that you want. There's also, you know, railways and, uh, you know, river shores and, and, and highways that you want to be close to so that you can, that is so that affects trade. Um, is it random? No, like how no. do you know what's in your region? Uh, you, you can scroll over it when you're picking which city you want to settle. And oh, okay. it'll, tell, it'll give you sort of a brief outline of what it is, um, which has been neat. As as shitty as it has been to have to start different cities just because the servers I keep picking go down, um, it's been interesting to see how how quickly your cities can start setting themselves apart just based on sort of the identity of the resources available to them and just sort of how your branching decisions very organically shape the city that you're making. That's what's so fascinating about the game is not only that your cities communicate, it's that in order for them to communicate and work together effectively, they have to be different. And that's not really something I've seen from a SimCity game before. I've never been that deep into SimCity, but I've, I've never I've never played a game like that where the identity of the place that you're building is so so firmly established. Um, Griffin, one thing one thing I'm curious about because one of the things that sounds most interesting to me about that whole region system mm. is that I've heard. Um, your city can be affected by your neighbors yeah. um and like like for example your city can have pollution floating in from your neighbors so to yeah. speak um has, has that have you noticed that in your time with the game that's the thing i only have one city in a region justin and i have a region together that we have maybe gotten to play a half hour on so like not okay. enough to do that um i i joined a, a region with a bunch of randos and did see that um I did much, much better than they did. They all pretty much went bankrupt very quickly. And uh, I built up a lot of, uh, you know, utility services. I built up, you know, trash pickup. I, I built a giant fire and police station. And then I can volunteer those services to my neighbors so I can pick sure. up their trash for them. So, you're, so that's that's the difference between us is you're, you're there creating these things that are going to help your neighbors who are struggling. My main goal in wanting to play this game is I want to go in there and just be the shittiest neighbor possible. Yeah, I want to, if possible, I want to try and drag down the nicer communities around me. You can, you can do that. I mean, if you if you build a city with no schools, uh, shitty police services, and like a ton of casinos, but like your city kind of sucks, there will be many many criminals who will go to your rich neighbor cities and just like <laughs> fucking let Hulkamania run wild. So if you make That's Atlantic, perfect. if you make Atlantic City, you're gonna mm-hmm. drag down. <laughs> Uh, the, I, I, I kind of don't and I mean this is a very much a philosophical question more than it is uh, anything specific to the game uh, quality but like for me I I miss the idea of just like this sandbox that I own that is sort of walled off from the rest of the world I, I, I feel like this approach really discourages the idea of your city underline capitalized Maybe. like this is my actually, city that i make like it sounds yeah. like it's built to make a bunch of different ones and i i don't know i for me that loses some of the appeal if it's not like this one city that i put all my time into I, you can't make like a <coughs> one epic awesome city that has everything well it, the city size is much smaller 
than it, it has been in previous games. I still think that there's enough room in your city to like get shit done. And also, you can just have a private region and claim all the cities for yourself. But you know then you're I mean? not. And but then, then it's like Sim State. Like you're worrying with maybe, the independence. I mean, of... But at the same time, if you want to argue about the the philosophy of having it being your city, I think surrounding it with other cities that are wildly different. That's that's what bugs me about like. I used to play a lot of Minecraft on a private server, and I spent dozens and dozens and dozens of hours building these crazy structures. And at the end of the day, like, they were just, I don't know, they were, I, I, I had nobody to show them to. You know what I mean? They were, they were so hermetically sealed that I, right. I couldn't, I couldn't share them with somebody. And I, I, to me, that is the biggest reason for wanting to have this customized thing. It's why I got super into MMOs. Like, EQ and WoW is, I can say, look at this character. This is my character. You can compare them to your characters just to see how different that they are. But that's also think- like in, but but to that point though, that assumes, and I think it's this way in most MMOs where you have a character that is yours and like, yeah. it's not built for you to, to go hop from character to character um, and, and trying to perfect it. And like to me- I, I think you're under the impression that you can quickly and easily like max out a city and then have to go make another one in order to make it a functional it's it's from what i've played which again still is is not much um i that's that's not the case at all i i have never like finished i've filled up a city more or less in terms of area um and, and once you do that it's not like well time for the next one like there's always 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 room to improve and it's not just surface level like oh I you know I have more room for residential zones. It's how can I increase the the density of this area? How can I increase the wealth and and happiness? And how can I trade more effectively with the outside world or become more self sufficient? Like you you set these you have quests that your 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 Sims give you, um, but more more than that it's it's like it's like guiding your own path. Like how can I take my dirty ass coal run city? and make it a modern green metropolis. Like that's the kind of stuff that, that I really, well, really toots my horn. Was, you guys hear that? was there just a discotheque in here? I think so. I, I heard that also. Hello? Terrifying. Um, uh, I would never play, like in hearing everyone talking about the multiplayer, I would never play online for a few reasons. One, I don't want like China to move next door and start pushing coal out. Um, I'm talking about the country, not the people. Sure. Uh, and uh, two, like, what happens if you have someone that's like your buddy, and he's making an awesome um, city that you're like relying on for power and whatnot, and then your buddy takes vacation for three months? Yeah. Are you effed? Like, is your city basically screwed? No, I think the city will keep going. Yeah, I... but doesn't it like eventually devolve into crime and horribleness? I don't know. I don't think the, Russ. I don't think there's a fucking person on Earth that can answer that goddamn question. Because <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody's played enough of the networked stuff on the public live servers to right to make that kind of. I wish. Which, I, I I don't know. And and well, that begs another question that you might know. Do the cities change when you're not playing? Is it like an MMO where like time is still going? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I've never like I haven't like logged on and like my fucking city's on fire or something like that. Like as far or, as like you earned a bunch of money while you were gone. Like yeah, that, that would be. I mean, I haven't been in the black in in months, but <laughs> I I know what you're talking about. Um, 
I'm still looking forward to, I still feel like I don't have my city and I don't think I'm going to feel that way until like all of us, like team Polygon all gets together in a region or like the servers stay up long enough that I don't have to keep hopping from place to place. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to do that because I really do think a lot of the game is built <coughs> around this this city to city functionality. Yeah, and it has actually rubbed me the wrong way when I've seen a lot of people in, in all the hubbub uh, say, you know, this is essentially an on a single player game and they have this always online DRM. But like, right. that's not really accurate. Well, I mean, it's really not built don't, that way. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Like. I'll, I'll say this. I think that there is a mechanical justification for the game to be always online. I feel like that the fact that a game is always online shouldn't shouldn't be like dismiss it out of hand for being a bad game. Because if that's the case, then every MMO ever is bullshit. Which I don't think. I think any, people. I, think anybody I think people that. just take issue with games that are always online that don't necessarily have to be and based on what i've heard there's no real reason why this apart from drm piracy concerns why this couldn't be played offline i really yeah so that's 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 the thing for me is like i i totally respect them trying something new with SimCity. i think that's super cool and and trying to do something with this networked play um but it, it seems weird to me that there isn't that they're not giving you an even an option for, doing right. for the same reason that Diablo player. made no don't, sense. Don't get it twisted. The fact that the, that you nobody's able to play the goddamn game right now is because it's always on DRM and it's shitty, and yeah. like it's it's penalizing people who are all buying the game legally. And even if it passes, what's so fucking frustrating is that the game is really good. That's what people are angry because they can't play this really good game that Maxis made. And what's frustrating about this and it's frustrating about Diablo 3 and and a few other games is like you can't defer excitement. Like this game's going to be fixed eventually. The servers are going to be fine. People are going to be able to play it like the way that Maxis envisioned. But at the same time like it's it's going to be tarnished. Like there is something to be said for the day one excitement of everybody playing a game all at once. And I feel like when people think back on a game as being like classic, it's because they have they foster those those nostalgic memories for a game. Well, let's not go crazy cuz think back to Half-Life 2, which was all sorts of broken on day one for right. the, like a lot of these reasons. I guess that's true. I don't I I just it's a shame because you can tell a lot of heart went into this game. It was designed like whether you like the cross city stuff or not, like it was designed by people who love this franchise and have thought of ways to evolve it and make the multiplayer a, a cohesive and you know thoughtful part of the game. And it is there. All of that work and all of that love is being straight dog fucked right now. Like <laughs> it is being straight <laughs> fucked. Is to that death. one of the disasters actually? Yeah, a giant dog that dick comes from the sky and just ruins just ruins the whole thing and it sucks like if i were ocean quigley right now i'd be vibrating at a frequency that would bore me into the fucking center of the earth like i would be the is that a human being yeah he's the designer of the game i would be fucking frustrated i would be so goddamn angry because it should have a single player component like you can make your regions private you can control every city in it it should have a single player component and the only reason that it doesn't is because 
Pirates. Pirates. Thankfully, pirates. Ocean Quigley can fall back on his heist service, so he should yeah. be fine. Um, oh, God, that stunk. Uh, <laughs> Phil, I was hoping before we leave and move on to the next thing, uh, real quickly, we could go over um, uh, review updates, because that's kind of been like a, a topic that we've that has gone into practice this week. Seems to be a lot of people are discussing it, so... Yeah, we we updated that SimCity review. We might update it again. Yeah. Well, what's so crazy now is it's not just the server. Let's talk about this because, God, it's going to make me so angry. (laughs) It's not just that the servers are down and people can't play the game. They are actively removing shit from the game now. You can't play in Cheetah Speed anymore until they get that figured out. And it's like, that's like they took, they were like, nope, no rocket launcher. Sorry. Right. And they just took a weapon out of a game. No expert mode in Rock Band. Sorry, guys. Got to roll it back a little bit. Like, oh, it's so fucking bananas. Because that's the only... When you are waiting to earn enough money to buy the big expensive thing, like, you put it in cheetah mode. That's what you do. That's how you play. That's how you play. Uh, that's crazy. So, Phil, what's what's the reasoning behind review updates? I know that this system we actually started developing before you got hired, actually. Yeah. As a deputy review editor, I imagine you probably have a pretty good handle on it by now. No, I'm actually... I don't have a fucking clue. Um, if All you right. could explain it. No, no, no. Uh, review oh. updates... Uh, Essentially, we're we're approaching um, our video game reviews with the idea that um, you know video games aren't static products anymore. It isn't you know you don't go buy your cartridge at the store and put it in and everything is the same from the day you bought it until um, until the day that the cartridge no longer works. Uh, games are patched. Games are always online. They get updates. Um, and we wanted to have a way to reflect that in our review section, so so that our our um, not just us giving the news about like when a patch happens, but that we'd also have the ability to uh, reflect on it critically on on if the game has been improved, we could bump up the score, and if the game has uh, suffered, we could bump down the score. Um, and in in the case of SimCity, um, we've chosen to bump down the score based off of the fact that. It's not. It's not fucking working. This is, and this is not the first time that it's happened. We we bumped up the Retro City Rampage review, right, for the XBLA version. Yeah, that is correct. Oh, we did. So, yeah, we did that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the uh, they the XBLA version of that game got some some major improvements. Um, so when when that came out, and I believe they were patched into the other versions, um, we we bumped up the score a little bit and didn't update on that. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I know it's it's hard for some people to um, it's hard for some people to understand, and I agree that it's kind of like it's kind of a, a big idea. It's, it's a nebulous still... pro- it's a nebulous process too, because a lot of the the response that I saw to this was, well, if the World of Warcraft servers go down, or if you know the Call of Duty servers go down for a day, do you do you you know all of a sudden? update the world of warcraft review and it's like i i think these SimCity issues are m- much larger than that i think the fact that it's launched and they haven't gotten it right and they are actively removing shit from it is more characteristic of like the state of their service right now which is to say dog fucked right um i i think that you know if you have a question about this uh, obviously we're always available to talk about it um the the general as a general policy though the answer to your question is if it's in the service of the readers so like are we gonna update a review for a five-year-old game because they patch in 
new costumes. Like, I, that doesn't seem like a really good service to readers nor a, a, a valuable sort of use of our resources. But we have the ability to do this. I mean, we have the tech ability. We have the people. Like, this is the sort of thing we can do, and we think it's valuable to to readers to have reviews that evolve over time. Um, and if it's valuable to you, then we'll continue to to pursue it uh, as long as that continues to make sense. So um, we're erring on the side of providing more information and kind of letting you do with it what you see fit. Hooray! Hooray! We should, we should talk about what we're going to play next week. Shit, I don't know. What's coming out next week? I know exactly what we're going to play next week. You guys can fight me if you'd like. Uh, but I might recommend that we play both God of War Ascension, Ugh. which is a God of War game, and uh, the other game that I'd strongly recommend is a game called Ridiculous Fishing. I call, call, I, I call an... that. Okay, I, I also call that. So, Justin, you can play God of War, and Chris Plant can play God of War. <laughs> I don't actually want to play anything. How does no, that No, you have to play you? and contribute. Um, yeah, so those are the two games that we're going to be discussing next week. Maybe. Um, what? Maybe we should circle back around to SimCity again. <laughs> we dip in on SimCity, see how that's Marley going. We'll probably mention it in passing, but those will be the focus. Listen, things, cause... if you guys need me to come back and to talk about Etrian Odyssey 4 anytime, how anytime you want. It's pretty it, awesome. Please it's pretty do rad. Please do this on your own time. Did Showdown Effect come out? <laughs> what? Do you guys know if Showdown Effect came out? I don't, I don't know. know what that is. Uh, hey, guys, check this out. Sim sh guys, check this out. Sim shitty. Chris Plant played it. <laughs> Remember, it was the game that Chris Plant brought to Besties like a year ago, like a calendar Showdown year Effect? Showdown Effect. It's about... Yeah, that, that, that came out this week. It did come out? Huh. Yes. Good to know. Making a splash. <laughs> <laughs> we should try to play that maybe because... What about... Oh, that game. Yeah. yeah the side-scrolling yeah, yeah, yeah. multiplayer game. What about fucking StarCraft? We're going to get into okay. that? Honestly, you can get into that. No, That's thank fine. you. I, I don't, am good. If you don't want to play God of War, cool. you can play StarCraft. I am solid on that. I do not. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so good on how that. How many APMs? How many APMs you have to? I just I got it. Zerg, Zerg, Zerg all the <laughs> Zerg you guys. I'm gonna Zerg at home. <laughs> I'm gonna take my Zerg and I'm gonna Zerg home. I'm gonna Zerg back to my Zerg, so you can just Zerg off. StarCraft, besties. Next Friday, make sure you join us again. Uh, because shouldn't the world's best friends play the world's best games? Besties! Besties!